Welcome to Live from the Archives, a Weisscast production. I am your host, Aaron Weiss, and today I am presenting an old episode of Weisscast that was never previously aired, starring me, my brother, and also a special guest appearance from my dad. I hope you enjoy the episode, and we will be back with a new live recorded episode next week. Enjoy. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome everybody to the first episode of the second season of Weisscast. I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, along with your guest host, Alex Weiss. We're coming to you. Well, it's live for us, but we're sitting here in Newark, Ohio, and we don't know what we're doing here, so we decided to make a podcast. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we actually just came to Newark, Ohio just to record a podcast. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, and I think there's a wedding too, but... Eh. Oh yeah, congrats, Matt <laughs> and Christina. <laughs> well, this is the first episode of the second season. It's been de- It had been delayed a long time because of moving and trying to n- figure out new schedules and trying to figure out who's going to co-host and all these reasons, but... We are live. We're back, and I'm going to make sure we're still recording, which we are. And uh, let's just hop right into it. Let's go to Around the Web. All right. So we got three, I'll say 3.5 stories to talk about. And the topper today is that today, September 14th, the GameCube turns 18 the GameCube is allowed to vote now. The GameCube is a senior in high school and is looking at very prestigious colleges to go to. <laughs> and I love the GameCube, and I, I know you have an affinity for the GameCube as well. Uh, maybe we could each give our top like three GameCube games. Do they have to be exclusive or just games... That are appear on the platform. They do not have to be exclusive. Okay. I'll start um, in, in no particular order because it's hard to pick a top three and do a particular order. But I will start and go with uh, Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Uh, this game got a lot of backlash when it was announced. Um, but then people played it and it has gained... I would say more than a cult following. It actually has a loyal fan base that's that's really big, and well, I think people now say, like maybe um, people a little bit younger than me mm-hmm. say, I don't know if I like Ocarina of Time or Wind Waker. Like that's how highly it's regarded. Yeah, and that's the boat I'm in. Boat. <laughs> Because it's, it's a sailing game. Wow. Didn't even mean to do that. Um, but yeah, Wind Waker, it just had some really great uh, dungeons. And I, I'd say the only knock against it is probably the sailing was too excessive. Um, but they fixed that in the HD mm-hmm. remake and made it so where you can... Kind of fast forward through the sailing. Yeah, you get a you get a, a sail that makes you go faster. Mm-hmm. They also streamlined the Triforce quest, which was still confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker, <laughs> one of my favorite Zelda games, um, and one of my favorite GameCube games. What about you, Alex? Uh, I think my first pick is going to be Resident Evil Four. Ooh! Not only because it has a great atmosphere. Um, a great history and it's just a great game, but I also have great memories with it, which is probably what you're gonna see in a lot of these picks. Yeah. Uh I let's 
see. I bought it uh, probably a, two or three years after it came out. I was like, uh, I heard this game was good, and I, I'm not really a horror guy, but that that game uh, appealed to me on a different level. And then it be and I, I bought it when I was in college, and then it became this like phenomenon on the hall. Like everybody wanted to play it. Like everybody was playing through it or watching somebody else playing through it. And it was just a really interesting time because like every everybody quote unquote was on was playing it and and it's a, one of the few games I've actually beaten. Have you gotten any of the billion re-releases of it? We just we. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you don't have it on Switch. <laughs> I was like, I'm good with the Wii. Yeah. Um, I actually haven't played Resident Evil 4, which I know is kind of sacrilegious for a guy that likes video games. Um, but I feel like if it comes down in price, I'd probably get it on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's super expensive. It's only like 20 bucks, I think. Maybe 30. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. But yeah, like you, I don't really play horror games. And, um, but I know this is different. This is like not... It's not necessarily pure horror. No, there's a lot of action in it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a part where you go to an island and it kind of switches to more of a pure action game. Huh. Yeah, maybe I do need to give it a try. I actually have a, I have Resident Evil Zero on GameCube, but that is not my next pick. Uh, my next pick is also a non-exclusive, um, and it is... 007 Nightfire. Um, slash Agent Underfire. It's te- they're technically two different games, but I played them both interchangeably, and um, I played the multiplayer a lot with my friends growing up. Um, and I couldn't tell you which has the better single player, because they're both really good. But they, have, they both have excellent multiplayer, and... Um, as someone who was too young to play GoldenEye, like, I still have nostalgia for GoldenEye, but I have more nostalgia for Agent Under Fire slash Nightfire. And I don't know if you ever played those games. Mm, I'm sure I, I played them with you. Mm-hmm. We played a lot of different games. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, we played more Metal of Honor. We did. Yeah, but Agent Under Fire and Nightfire, if you if you haven't played them, um, they don't necessarily hold up the best for multiplayer, but the the single player campaigns are still really fun. Um, there are sections where it's like a normal shoot 'em up, but there's also stealth sections in each game, and there's some of my favorite stealth sections in games. I don't like full-on stealth games, necessarily. Um, but I do appreciate a good stealth section in games. Yeah, on to you. <laughs> My number two pick might be a little controversial, but I'm going to pick Twilight Princess. Ooh. Because right when the Twilight Princess out, that, what came out, that was like the end of the GameCube. But most actually, it came out after the, the the Wii version. But after Twilight Princess came out on the GameCube, it was like the last thing, one of the probably the last Nintendo release came on the system. And I didn't have a a Wii at the time, so I was like, I'm just gonna get the GameCube version. And I'm glad I did because it's you can use a controller, and it's uh, Link is still left-handed in it. And, um, yeah, if you, if you didn't know, the Wii and the GameCube versions are mirrored. And the the HD uh, remaster is, I think, is based on the GameCube version. Do you, can you verify that? Like, um, I don't know for sure, but I think that sounds right. Yeah, it's not mirrored like the Wii version, I, I think. Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoyed that game a lot. It's one of those games that I got to the end, like, I can't beat Ganondorf, but it's just a really big, sprawling game, and I enjoyed a lot of it. The story didn't do much for me, but 
mostly because I played it in little chunks throughout the years, but I remember having a lot of fun with it. That's another game I played in college and then after I graduated and after that, so I just spread it out a lot. But it's like a better, well, I don't want to say better, uh, a more expanded version of Ocarina of Time. Mm -hmm. Almost like a remake, but I, I don't want to say it's better, it's just, it's just expanded. I also have gotten stuck in Twilight Princess. Um, I also have the GameCube version. The superior version. Um, and I've also probably started that game five or six times. And so I need to take some time away from it. And like, because I, I want to start it and like get to a point where I know where it's easy to remember what I was doing if I walk away from it. Because Twilight Princess is one of those games where if you walk away from it, there's a lot of places in the game where you can forget what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And then you're just stuck. And that's that's happened to me multiple times. And so I just restart the game. But So I've played, I've played the beginning of the game so many times. Like, like I said, five or six. And uh, never beat it. I've seen it beat, but I've never beat it personally. And it is a great game, um, just not my personal favorite. Well, what is? My last pick um, is not controversial. Um, and it is actually Mario Kart Double Dash. Hmm. I think Mario Kart Double Dash, probably outside of Mario Kart 8, is the best Mario Kart game um, it had very unique mechanic where you would have two characters and you could switch them. You could hold so many items too. <laughs> the carts were unique. The courses were really good. Um, it has the best Rainbow Road hands down. Um, and it's the second iteration of Rainbow Road. So that's really cool. They got it right the second time. Not the third. Super Nintendo. Does Super Nintendo have a Rainbow Road? It does. I'm pretty sure. Oh. It doesn't have any sides. Oh, yeah. That's why it's blocked from my memory. <laughs> um, it might even be the fourth, because I don't know when Mario Kart Advance came out. I'll let it slide. But, <laughs> yeah, they got it right the second time. Um, but, yeah, Mario Kart Double Dash is really great, and I actually, I don't own that game anymore um why not i'm i made a terrible decision in high school um i traded it oh no because i knew it was worth a lot of money and i needed the money to, to gamestop no it wasn't to gamestop i forget where it was but yep i don't own it anymore and now i don't feel like spending 40 or 50 bucks on it so i don't own it but it's it really is top two, top three Mario Kart games for me. Nice. So my, this is probably my top pick for GameCube, and it's, uh, it's a remake. It's Metal Gear Solid, The Twin Snakes. Ooh. And I, I knew you were going to actually pick that. And I, I've played the, I, I think that's the one I have beaten. I have the original on PlayStation, and I have the one on GameCube. I'm pretty sure that, Beating the one on GameCube on very easy, of course. <laughs> but uh, it's a full-on remake of the first Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation. And I think they they used the engine from the second game. They re-recorded all the dialogue. I hear some of the music is different, but I'm not enough of an aficionado to know. But it's I'm glad that it exists because it theoretically could make an HD version of Metal Gear Solid, the first one, because two, three, two and three have had HD remasters, but not the first one. And yeah, I, I just, the, what, once you get started, the story sucks you in like a good spy movie, spy movie. And it's 
tense to play because you're sneaking around and it's probably the most straightforward of all the Metal Gear Solid games, especially <laughs> compared to the second game where where you have the the uh, colonel eventually saying, I want scissor 69 and you're like, what does that mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that, yeah, that's my pick. As someone that's never played Metal Gear Solid, I know very little of what you're talking about. I, I wish I knew what he was talking about. I know the Psycho Mantis boss fight, and that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. So the first Metal Gear Solid game plays out like like a almost like an episode of 24 or a season of 24. There's a terrorist threat. You have to stop the nuke from from detonating. Mhm. Oh, okay. I th- I think I've tried to play it. Mm-hmm. It's just I think it's because I never played it and I tried to play it like um you know after some modern at the time consoles were out mm-hmm. and the controls just felt kind of clunky to me. So you tried to play twin snakes. Mm-hmm. Twin snakes is probably the easier one because you can actually use the first person shooting mode. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's great. None of and all of my picks are up here on other consoles. So yeah. <laughs> actually the twin snakes is probably the more, most original cause like, that version doesn't appear in any other console. That's fair. So we're going to go on to our next article. And uh, this one, uh, I've only read the headline. So Alex, if you want to... Um, skimming. So Bob, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, left Apple, uh, the Apple Board of Directors on September 10th, the same day that Apple unveils its forthcoming streaming service, which um, if I'm sure everyone knows that Disney's coming out with their own streaming service. And I don't think people or I haven't heard as much as about Apple's streaming service. I've heard a little bit, but um, that I don't think that's any coincidence. But here's a quote from him. He says, I have the utmost respect for Tim Cook, his team at Apple and my fellow board members. Uh, Apple is one of the most admired companies known for the quality, integrity products of its people. I'm forever grateful to serve on the Apple company's board, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sounds like there's no ill will. It's just like, it sounds like his interests were getting, uh, yeah, like he compromised. Here, here's the interesting thing is I've heard that the new Apple streaming service is not trying to be Netflix. Hmm. They're trying to be more HBO, if that makes sense. Yeah, which is kind of ironic because Netflix is trying to become HBO too. Yeah, but... <laughs> I know what you mean, though. But Disney Plus is definitely trying to be Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're in a position to do that. Um I mean, I'm sure Netflix is shaking in their boots with Disney Plus coming out in a couple months. Yeah, they're like, uh, 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 we gotta remake all those movies we're gonna lose. Although, <laughs> they're not exactly being Netflix either because, I don't know if you know this or not, but their shows aren't gonna be a, a full season available on release date. They're gonna be weekly um, releases. They probably don't have to, there's probably no expirations either. Because they own all of the movies. Yeah, so like their new shows like The Mandalorian or any of the Marvel shows, like they're going to be episodic weekly releases. And uh, so like, you know, um, normal TV. So I I think that the timing is perfect for that Mm -hmm. because it's been just long enough since, I mean... What was the last hit weekly television show? Breaking Bad, maybe? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones? Yeah. And it just ended. Okay. Yeah. But still the but time... On, what about on network television? Both of those are cable. Um, Network? Yeah. Like, meaning more people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 24? Maybe. 
there hasn't been a huge hit like that on network in a while. Yeah. yeah we, I guess we can't forget about Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, but I'm just thinking, like, you hear more about, like, what's dropping on streaming service. Like, wow. all these show episodes are available now. And I, I don't, since I haven't watched either of those shows, I don't, I haven't heard much about, like, you know, I watched this episode, I can't wait till next week's episode. Right. And I think it's always, I watch this season, oh, I have to wait a whole other year. Yeah, I think, I think there's been enough people steeped in the streaming services that now if they try this alternate method, it might, I don't know. I, I think it could be successful. Because, mm-hmm. like, you give somebody a really good episode, it whets their appetite for the next episode, and they just, they can't wait. I think Hulu has done some streaming search or some episodes yeah. like that. Um, Hulu, I think most, if not all of their exclusives do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think... Well, it makes sense because Disney owns part of Hulu. Well, I mean, even back in 2015, when I'm thinking of the 12263, yeah, the the show with James Franco about the assassination of oh yeah JFK, yeah that that came out once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Handmaid's Tale does as well, mm-hmm. which is their mega hit. <laughs> um, uh, something else about. I didn't know that Bob Iger was on Apple's board. I mean, it's... Inter- it, ma- it makes sense. Yeah, it's just interesting that in this world of of tech entertainment that people you don't really expect to be on each other's boards are there. Like, um, I th- It reminds me that um, Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, I think was on Google's board at one time. Yeah. And it's just, like, to me, I'm like, I think... I think of the Waz, and I think he's got an Apple computer and an iPhone, uh-huh. and I think he's all Apple, but that's just my perception, but he's, I, I guess he's a tech geek and an entrepreneur at heart, so it makes sense for him to he's be He's also Apple. one of Apple's bigger critics. Yeah. So. I mean, but you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, well, you, you wouldn't think that he would be on the board. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think about some, if there's somebody else, but. I, I can't think of anybody else. Well, I mean, Steve Jobs helped start Pixar. Yeah. And Pixar is now Disney. And then then Bob Iger was on Apple's board. It came full circle. Yep. <laughs> so that's that's why I said it didn't surprise me. But Okay. Um, well, Steve Jobs, like, he was a co-owner of Pixar, I think. Yeah. But anywho, let's, let's move on to the next article. Okay. Okay, somebody play taps. <laughs> uh Movie Pass is shutting down today as of recording, the September fourteenth. RIP. Um let's see. Shares of Movie Pass, parent company, Helios and Matheson Analytics dropped five or ten percent Friday. And um MoviePass notified subscribers that it's planned to close down the services because of its efforts to recapitalize. MoviePass have not been successful to date. It has formed a strategic review committee made up of the company's independence directors to explore strategic and financial alternatives for the company. So one of the quotes I saw said they're shutting down and they don't know if the service will continue. And I'm, I'm like, it won't continue. <laughs> Yeah, let me see if I can find that quote. But why would they keep saying it? We don't know if it'll continue. If it's their thing, it shut shuts down, shutting down. No idea. Okay, where is that? Oh, here's another thing. Uh, movie pass shutting down. We we're heavily reliant on what's trending. You guys want to sit outside? We're recording. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. Unable to predict if or when MoviePass service will continue. It's just really loud in the room. Is it? No, these are not. These paper walls are paper thin. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you don't have to apologize. 
Are you gonna edit? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try to. I got. I got. Um, I've got seats in my car. So this is your interview? No, it's a podcast. <laughs> That's what I mean. Is there a place to sit outside? Yeah, yeah, I got chairs. I brought chairs with me. If you, if you want to, you don't have to. I mean, did we wake you up? We should go outside, Aaron. I'll get, I'll get chairs. Where, where's there to sit outside? At this pit, right out here. There's like a picnic table, and I'll get okay. like regular chairs. So you tried this, Aaron? Alex, it was smoky. Was it? Mm-hmm. It does feel good out here. Yeah. I don't know if we've known about this before. <laughs> Got a lot to cut. The last content. All right. So, okay, wait for it. And we are back. So, yeah, that they said we don't know if or when the service will continue. But you're shutting it down. Yeah, why would why would the service continue <laughs> at all if they're shutting it down? Um, got a lot to edit here. Just sat down... Uh, Dad is making his first appearance on Weisscast. Oh, cool. I didn't even know what we were doing. What do you think about movie pass shutting down? Um, I was unaware of that. But I do have movies on it, and that's kind of... Do you have a movie pass subscription? I do. Oh. I do. You'll be getting refunded. Movie pass? Or movies anywhere? Oh, maybe it's movies anywhere. <laughs> about to say what you have movie pass and you never let me use it <laughs> oh okay yeah i know who you're talking about yeah yeah um yeah so that was we could just re-talk about movie pass if you want to <laughs> okay why don't you do, you do that okay so our next article is that MoviePass uh, officially has shut down after being a plane nosediving for the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a quote here from one of the articles that says, they are shutting down and don't know if or when the service will continue, which is very confusing to me. Yeah, because you would think shutting down means shutting down, right? And... Uh, the the funny thing is i could have sworn multiple times over the last year that they were already shut down <laughs> um and they just they kept fighting kept coming back but not this time not this time will there be refunds yeah probably i mean not huge refunds you know like i think they're gonna try to compensate their subscribers somehow mm-hmm. probably give them one free ticket <laughs> The, so MoviePass was a great idea. It, it, it was never going to work at the price point that it was at. Um, $10 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, while great for consumers, it was terrible for that company. 
because you're going to spend at least $10 on one movie ticket. And if you're going unlimited, Mm -hmm. so like you can go once a day, so you can go up to 31 times in one month. No, my, um, depending on the month. Yeah. Not a good business model. Not a great business model at all. Um, it's very consumer friendly, which we like consumer friendly things, but not, not a great business model. Uh, sorry. The, the other major movie subscription services like uh, AMC, A+, or something. Aren't, aren't theaters A-list. Com- coming out with their own things? Yeah, so AMC was the first one to do that. They have a great business model. Huh. You can see three movies a week. It's $20 a month. Um, and I imagine that AMC gets probably half of that profit and the other half goes to the movies mm-hmm. um and then of course they get more profit if you're going to buy uh popcorn and drinks and all that stuff that have like 600 percent markup or whatever it is um but the other one was cinemia and uh, that was a few months ago but that also shut down but that was way more sketchy um, Cinemia was... Yeah, their website looked like it was about 15 years old. <laughs> they were uh, a, a Turkish website. <laughs> and um, if, we, if we know anything about Turkish websites is that... When I think of Turkish websites, I also think of the dark web and Silk Road. Um, so... Turkish like delight. Turkish delight. So you can you can get sweets, movies, and opium from Cinemia. Um, but they they shut down um, a while ago. But that was with no warning. They were just changing people's uh, passwords. And oh, yeah, that that they weren't nice enough to tweet out that they were shutting down. <laughs> um, mostly because most of the world doesn't speak Turkish. Um, they don't have Twitter in Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're still working on Friendster. Yeah, turkeys don't tweet, do they? No. <laughs> they, they more gobble. <laughs> gobble, gobble. They have gobblers. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for the next story. Yeah. So I have a surprise story that I just found while I was looking for a quote from the last story. Supplies. The Suicide Squad remake as it were, it's not a sequel. It's a it's a reboot. Is it really? Yes, with by James Gunn, uh, directed by James Gunn. Has they just announced the cast? And here is the cast. I thought it was the I thought it was a sequel because it had some of the same characters. It's a reboot, apparently. I, I can you reboot with the same actors? Well, look at the actors. Well, I mean, Margot Robbie was in it. Yeah. Viola Davis was in it. But, Joel Kinnaman was in it. But uh, you got Michael Rooker now. You got Peter Capaldi. I can't. I, I'm hoping he'll be a grumpy old man. Taika Waititi, Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn was also in Guardians. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, yeah. And John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> the one that interests me is Jai Courtney because I associate him with B grade action movies. But he was also in the first one. He was. Yeah. Are a B grade action movie? He was Captain <laughs> Boomerang. Are there reboot? rules no I, I thought that there were but this is the wild west now i mean i don't know I, i'm guessing that they uh they're rebooting this movie because you know only a certain select few people like the first one but um also the movie is called the suicide squad that's not suicide squad 2 so hmm. that's what um uh, with Spider-Man, Sony kept, like, they made the Amazing Spider-Mans just so they could have the, keep the rights to the movies. Like, there was no, they're like, okay, we're about to lose the, the rights to the movies. Better crank one out. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yeah. Makes sense, because the first one's eh, and the second one I've heard is terrible. So, yeah, that, I just thought that was interesting, that John Cena and that comes out next year 2021 2021 <laughs> and yeah. the first one came out 2016 
Yeah. There should be regulations, I think, for reboots, maybe. Yeah. We need a, we need a committee for this. We do. Or we a need, subcommittee. Yeah. <laughs> At uh, least a exploratory committee. I love subcommittees. Uh, so that, that that's all I... That was the surprise reveal. I, I, I don't have a stake in liking Suicide Squad. No. But I just thought it was interesting. The whole thing well, is interesting to me because the first one flopped and James Gunn got attached to the second one, left Guardians 3 went back to Guardians 3 and now he has this this movie which has like two people from the Guardians movies in it yep wait which two Sean Gunn and Michael Rooker oh mm. Sean Gunn played one of the Michael Rooker's uh you'd recognize him if you saw him oh I think I know which one um that's gonna bring us to I always forget, there's an official name for this segment, but I always forget it. I just call it monologues. Pretty much it's things that we've been playing, watching, or reading uh, lately that is interesting to us. Um, and I call not starting. I'll start. <laughs> uh Well, I haven't played it yet, but I did. I did pre-order the the Zelda Link to Link's Awakening remake on Switch, and it teased me because it downloaded and I can't play it. It's just, just there's gonna be an internet switch flipped in a couple days, and I can, I can play it. Wait, say that again. There's it, something's it, gonna. What's gonna happen? It's downloaded. It? The uh -huh. file's on my Switch. Yeah. But when you go to play it, it says checking the internet for if you can play the game yet and it says no it says no it doesn't sound like a fun game <laughs> i hope it's there's not. more to can it you, than that can you set the can you set the uh calendar forward uh, uh no it checks the internet not it doesn't check the calendar it just says connecting to internet can you take a time machine <laughs> no <laughs> so other than that uh since the last time I was on this Weiss cast I've I played a lot of Super Mario Maker 2 there's a level that I'm trying to get the world record on I just can't shave off a whole second it's really hard to shave off one second when you're going as fast as you can in that game uh really enjoyed that have enjoyed that game um my more Minecraft of course I I played hmm, a couple times a one a month with my friend Eric from Kenya so, um, yeah, you can play online. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Is it a tough thing to set up at a time? No, he's like six or seven hours ahead. Okay. So I just get up early on a Saturday and it's Saturday afternoon for him. Cool. Um, watching, I feel like I rewatched Casino Royale lately. Actually, Chelsea and I did when we were sick and. I watch like two and a half movies, which doesn't sound like a lot. It's more than I usually watch in a weekend. Uh, and I, I watched Casino Royale on a Sunday and Evolution on a Saturday. Evolution is kind of like Ghostbusters, but with aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Casino Royale is the, the reboot of James Bond from... 13 years ago and it's still amazing mm. um, it's so good mm -hmm. they, I, but I don't think the movie felt felt dated at all except for the blocky cell phones oh yeah mm. <laughs> um, and then reading I finished I finished a book I always forget the name of by Tim Keller <laughs> uh, love that one it's great yeah yeah <laughs> I can find the name of it um, and hold on, I'm not, I, I, I finished a short story by J.R. Tolkien, Leaf by Niggle, and I've, I've been reading through Every Good Endeavor by Tim Keller, which is a, a book about work. Work. It's really good. Oh. I didn't know Wikipedia had an app. That makes sense. They do. Um, so. One more. I've Alex has one more. 
I bought the Ocean's Eleven soundtrack, and it makes me want to watch the movie. Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Such a good movie. And then I got the first and second season of The Tick on DVD. The, the cartoon one. Oh, I was about to say the original, the cartoon, or yeah. the remake. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That, that's that's my monologue. Do you want a monologue? Sure. I don't have a long monologue, believe it or not. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, probably no games lately. I haven't played any games lately. I'm trying to think the most recent movie I've seen is probably Bottle Shock. Ooh, it's a, a good one. Yeah, it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, it's Netflix. And it's about the beginning of the California winemaking. Oh, like, yeah. Kind of, kind of, not their history, but That's what got them started. One with Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman's in it. Yeah, he's... Chris, a, Chris Pine. Chris Pine is in it. Mm-hmm. And I watched it years ago when it first came out and then had forgotten Chris Pine was in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait. Captain, really bad Captain wig. Kurt is in it. <laughs> Bill Pullman's uh, in it? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, so that that was a, a good movie. And the most recent book I've read, it's one that I read years ago. And then in the past few years, tried to start and couldn't start it because it just was a little, it seemed like it was hard to get through. But I couldn't put it down this past time. And it was uh, C.S. Lewis, That Hideous Strength. And it's a part of his... Um, space trilogy so it's actually the third book in his space trilogy and uh it's writ it was written back maybe in the 40s or 50s maybe uh but it, it feels very contemporary even though the language is you know like older it feels like a very contemporary story mm-hmm. um so yeah highly recommend that hideous strength it's a long book um, and if they ever make it into a movie, it's probably going to be rated R because it's very gory in places, but he doesn't go, he doesn't get terribly descriptive. He could probably make it PG-13 like Lord of the Rings because that's pretty... Yeah, it could be a PG-13. It could be a PG-13. So, yeah, that's, uh, so that's my media... I just want to hop monologue. back. I want to hop back in here and say the book I finished was called "Making Sense of God: An Invitation to the Skeptical." Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So, I have not played a lot. Um. Come on. We've but been I pl- kind of have. We've been playing games on iMessage. What's true? <laughs> How does that work? It. It's like checkers and <laughs> battleship. Yeah, it's not a very complicated game. Um, so I guess that's true. But um, I got SteamWorld Dig, which is fun. Um, and it's my first time ever playing it, and I kind of see the hype behind it. Although I hear SteamWorld Dig 2 is even better. Um, I got a lot of really cheap maybe potentially crappy switch games um what would the switch be without dollar games it's true um i also have pre-ordered Link's awakening but i'm getting the physical copy because for some reason i have this thing with first party nintendo games and physical release Mm. Um, i only got the download because i had the gift cards that's fair um yeah, I really haven't been playing them. Uh, mm, the Super Nintendo games are on Switch now. Not all of them, just 20 of them right now. Um, but I've been playing A Link to the Past, and that game is very good, but also difficult. And um, it, make, it makes me appreciate uh, the older Zelda games. Like, I love top-down Zelda games, so that's why I'm so excited for Link's Awakening. Um, but it's, it's spiritual sequel, A Link Between Worlds, while kind of difficult in its own right, um, is way easier than A Link to the Past, and, um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, 
but it's it, they're both they're both a lot of fun and I was hoping to beat a link to the past before uh, before uh, links awakening came out and that's not gonna happen um, as far as movies last weekend <coughs> I watched all three John Wick movies and <laughs> If you don't know John Wick, it's uh, someone someone steals Keanu Reeves' car and kills his puppy, and then he goes on a rampage. That, that was a mistake. Yeah, and they're very entertaining. Um, they're they're pretty violent, but not like in your face violence. I I don't like in your face violence. Um, I don't like a lot of gore or whatever. Um, they're do you be- like Al Gore? I, I do, and, and that is an inconvenient truth. <laughs> um, but the John Wick movies are very fun, um, especially because there's enough story to keep it interesting, but it's not like too little story to where you're just like watching a guy kick a bunch of dudes' butts. Um, And as far as reading, I've read a lot of graphic novels since last recording. Um, I read Batman The Long Halloween, which is probably my favorite one that I've read. Um, I read the first two um, Batman... I read Batman Court of Owls and City of Owls. Both are good. I read The Dark Knight Returns. Um, which, sidebar, I didn't realize this, and Alex, maybe you realized it, mm-hmm. but, so I got all four volumes of The Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. um, each has a different title, but the first one is actually called The Dark Knight Returns, um, and before this, I had only seen parts one and two of the movie, mm-hmm. and so I assumed that the graphic novel was going to be the whole movie no all four volumes are parts one and two of the movie so i got through the first one and i was like wow this is like halfway through the first movie and then i am almost done with the second one and i'm assuming that'll bring me up to where the end of the first movie is i didn't know that yeah that's a long movie yeah it's like three hours long (coughs) they're good though um but yeah, it was they're they're really good. The art style seems kind of dated. Um I guess cuz they're like 30 years old. But um you're not you don't have an art style. <laughs> um <laughs> shaking my fist at him cuz I'm over 30. And then one that I bought that I haven't read yet is Hush, Batman Hush. Um I've seen again, I've seen the animated movie. It's really good. Um, but I've heard the graphic novels even better, so I'm really looking forward to reading that. Um, if any of those, if, I think Long Halloween deserves its own animated movie. It's so, so, so good. Um, has an incredible twist at the very end. What the twist? Don't tell us. And I, so, I think Long Halloween is the longest of all those. Um, well... I guess The Dark Knight Returns technically is, but it's four separate volumes, so I count it as four separate books. When you say four separate volumes, are you saying, like, four tradebacks? I'll show you. I have them here. Okay. Um, But Long Halloween was probably the best one. Um, It's close to 400 pages. Granted, it's graphic novel pages, so there's not that much text, but I read it in one sitting. But, yeah, so that... With that, that brings us to movie 20 questions. Can I interrupt for a second? Yes. I, I remembered some stuff while you were talking. <laughs> I, I haven't read it yet, but I picked up a book from the library called Bat Manga. What? Bat Manga. Yeah. It's a, it's a Batman manga by a Japanese person. And it, I, I guess he was commissioned back in the 70s to make this manga. And it just looks interesting to me because it's got a little bit different art style and it reads right to left like a manga does i haven't read it yet but i want to 
And um, I wanted to ask Aaron a question when he was talking about Zelda being hard. Okay. What's the hardest game you've ever played? The hardest game I've ever played... Or dad, for that matter. So... I know that there's a lot of platforming games that are really difficult, mm-hmm. but there, and I don't know if this game is technically hard, and it's not even a platformer, um, or if I'm just bad at it, but um, the first game that came to mind when you said that was Lord of the Rings, The Third Age. There, it's, it's very... Uh, it's an RPG, and it's turn-based, and there's this one, like, there's, the boss fights are ridiculous, and that's the first game that came to mind. It's probably not the hardest game ever, but it was the first one that came to mind. That's fair. I was, I, I think the hardest game I've played is I Want to Be the Guy of the Game. Oh, yeah? Have you ever seen anything about mm-hmm. that? It's a game that, it's a side, it's like a platforming side-scrolling game, but there's intentionally unfair parts about it like you'll be walking along and like a spike will shoot up or a apple will fall down and kill you instantly and or there'll be like a little tiny platform in the middle of the room and you have to jump is to it that. random no you just have it's a game you have to learn the okay, pattern of i see the pattern yeah so yeah that that's that's the end of my third monologue <laughs> and that brings us to movie 20 questions uh you have the movie correct uh i will have the movie <laughs> Okay, and then, Dad, we can guess them. Sure. Uh, you got you got the power of Dad. Um, yeah, but yeah, I would say Aaron's probably more knowledgeable. Okay, I I got it. I got movie. it. This uh, this shouldn't be that hard. It's not an obscure indie movie. Okay, was okay. that's a hint, by the way, not what, an obscure. Was indie. this movie released before two thousand? No. Okay, so. Was this movie a high-grossing movie? If I had to guess, I would say yes. Okay. Uh, was this movie released before 2010? Yes. Okay, so got a decade. Okay. Was this movie a superhero movie? No. Um, is this movie live action? Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. Hmm. Wow. Did this movie have Tom Hanks in it? I don't think so. You don't think so? I haven't seen this movie, but I... I no, 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 no. It did not have Tom Hanks in it. Okay, I just remembered who the lead is. Lead is the lead actor uh, Caucasian? Yes. Okay. He is Asian. No, he's Caucasian. <laughs> Caucasian. <laughs> All right. Wow. You, you said um, action. Mm-mm. I haven't said any okay. genre. So, was this movie an action movie? I wouldn't say action is the primary the primary genre. So, no. Uh, was this movie before 2005? Yes. Okay, so... Within five years. We're close. Um... Does this movie have more than one main character? Yes. Okay. Was this movie... To the best of my knowledge. <clears throat> That's ten uh, questions, by the way. Okay. Was this movie um, a true story? No. Um, are... Any of the actors or the director like known for this movie? Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. 
I'll answer it this way. The director is a known director, mm -hmm. but this is probably one of his lesser works. Okay. Mm. As soon as you hear the name what? of the director, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Was the director John Cameron? No. Is this movie a comedy? No. Was this a Spielberg movie? Yes. Okay. That's 14. Ooh. All right. Was 2000 this, to 2005, Was this Spielberg. movie Schindler's... Oh. 2000 to 2005, Spielberg movie, live action, probably a drama, some action elements. Is the main, is the main, uh, character young? Yes. You want to give us a hint just for kicks and giggles? Science fiction. I know what it is. Science fiction between 2000 and 2005? Dang. I know what it is. It's definitely not Schindler's List. <laughs> That's from the 90s. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, I've, also, I've also never seen this movie, but I know what it is. Okay. I don't want... I want to get this, but I don't know what it is. You're not going to mess it up because there's five more questions. Yeah. I... I okay, so, so... Well, four more to guess. Five. Yeah. Was this movie... Oh. Oh. Was... The Last Airbender? That's not Spielberg. Yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. M. Night Shyamalama Yum. He would have made a, an amazing Airbender movie. Anyways, Aaron. Um, you don't have to use all 20 questions, do you? No. Okay. But well, go ahead and guess. Is this movie AI, artificial intelligence? Ding, 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 oh, ding, ding, ding. Well done. Yep. Well done. Do you know who was supposed to direct the movie but died? No. Stanley Kubrick. Oh. Really? Yep. So Spielberg. Uh, direct took a, took up the mantle as a because he was friends with Kubrick. Huh. Well, that's all for this edition of Weisscast live on location from Newark. I almost said New Jersey out of habit. Uh, Ohio. Ohio. Uh, please enjoy this track from uh, SoundCloud who will be listed in the description because I did not come up with a track from SoundCloud. Uh, and that is it. Mm -hmm.